Hello everyone and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about cross-marketing channels, uh, how you can get customers by using these channels. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Ryan Stewart. How are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, for me it's a big pleasure. Let me share when I first met your content. That was many years ago. I don't remember exactly like five, ten years ago. But uh, I took your ideas, probably that was article on Moss. I took your ideas about link building. I use them on uh, for Ukrainian websites and we got huge results. So I wrote a case study that got more than 200 comments, uh, uh, high engagement. And that was new for Ukrainian trade. Uh, I love <laughs> all these ideas. Nice. And yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure to meet you. And before we start, just tell more about your experience, background, and why you decided to share with us about uh, cross-marketing strategies. Yeah, for sure. So I've been in the marketing space for 13 or so years. Um, I got my start working in big consulting and doing some analytics and marketing work there. And quickly realized that it, it wasn't really the it wasn't really the place for me so i started looking at uh different ways that i can make money and i stumbled across the infancy of internet marketing this is way back in the day and this is back mm -hmm. before instagram facebook was like the only social network out there and uh basically just ended up falling in love with it because it was the dawn of the time where we could really start to control our own destiny you know in terms of mm -hmm work and income. Um, and from there, I started learning a lot specifically about SEO and building websites and just became obsessed with it. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with it. So I started kind of got my cut my teeth in SEO. And then I started a lot about social media and paid traffic, uh, email marketing, pretty much everything. Right. And now I'm at the point where I know every digital tactic that there is, including you know, things like TikTok as they come up. Um, and now I realize that it's not just about one traffic channel. Uh, for some brands, it is, you know, especially smaller companies mastering that one traffic channel is incredibly important. But, you know, now I spend my time doing consulting with larger companies and uh, it's all about finding the right marketing mix, finding the right channels, finding the right balance, um, you know, and maintaining a positive ROI while doing so, which is incredibly challenging, especially for uh, scaling organizations. So. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at now. I do a lot of a lot of consulting, a lot of growth consulting, and um, not a single type of marketing tactic, but really whatever is best for that client and the best way to reach their customers. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Can you tell more about uh, cross-marketing channel? Uh, let's start from the basic. Uh, how uh, to create the strategy and uh, what does it mean? Because I often see when uh, companies are trying to cover a lot to use all marketing channels with uh, limited resources, without experience, you know, it's like Jack of all trades, master of none, trying to get a lot more than they have. Can you tell uh, uh, how it works and where to start to create the strategy? Yeah, you always start with customer. You know, I think people people get enamored. They get lost in Gary Vee videos and uh, they just feel this sense of overwhelm, like they have to do everything. And when you try and do that, you, I think you lose sight of what's important, which is the customer, right? Like uh, the customer should dictate what platforms you use and really how you use them and really uh, the content that you create, which is really kind of the glue between the cross marketing channel campaigns is understanding content. Um, mm -hmm. So the first thing is just understanding where your customers hang out. You know, if you're an attorney doing personal injury law, I don't necessarily think that you need to be on TikTok. I don't think it's going to hurt you per se. It's not going to hurt the business. It's all, everything you do is only going to help. But when it comes to efficiency, when it comes to managing return on investment and 
especially as we come into, you know, uncertain market times, you know, it's, it's, it's ill-advised to be spending money and resources on stuff that doesn't have any sort of business return. So it starts with the customer understanding who your customer is and, and really who they are and how they use the internet. And then from there, you just reverse engineer what, what platforms that you need to be on. But within that too, making sure that your, your messaging is consistent across platforms, right? So for example, for, for our company, the blueprint training, we actually help, we partner with FCO agencies. We help them build better processes and we, we help them scale past hundred thousand dollars a month. Um, our acquisition channels there are very diverse and we're constantly adding new stuff into the mix, but very, very slowly, right? Like we're just starting to introduce organic social media now. And that's because we feel like we've really done a good job of exploiting the the paid traffic ecosystem and also the organic traffic ecosystem. So we use a lot of Facebook for ads. We use YouTube ads and Twitter ads. That's kind of the marketing mix that we've found um, that works well from a paid point of view. And what we're doing there is we're understanding the nuances of those platforms as well. So for example, Twitter is not a good conversion channel right? It's not a place where you just run an ad and you get somebody to buy something or opt in. Twitter is really good for a top funnel. It's really good to reach people. The targeting there is really, really good. And you get very cheap clicks there, right? So what we do is we use Twitter to run like blog posts or promote webinars um, for a very cheap top funnel. And then we'll use YouTube and we'll use Facebook to remarket those people for more deeper conversions, right? So we understand who our customer is, where they are, but then also the nuances of how they're using that platform that also then ties into, hold on one second, my dog's about to go crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's interesting, guys, uh, that uh, uh, it's better to subscribe to Ryan Stewart YouTube channel because I watch on his channel explanation uh, about uh, that you don't need to use TikTok for B2B. I agree with that because uh, even if you get uh, 100 million views, you know, uh, you can't get customers with that. So uh, I watched this uh, short video from on your YouTube channel. Love it, you know, about TikTok. And guys, you need to subscribe to Ryan Stewart channel, you know, to get such uh, value, you know, to learn more about that. Can you tell more about strategy? How to find the right strategy? For example, let's talk more about SEO. Because um, I often get customers who come to me and tell, I can't get results for a few years. Uh, I don't know what's going on. When I check out their keywords, they are chasing high volume keywords opening HRF, SEMrush, and other tools, take this keyword and try to promote that. Can you tell how to find the right keywords? Because I remember when I wrote, uh, read your article on Moz about uh, finding the right keywords, untapped keywords. Uh, and uh, even more, uh, remember when you told that when you have no authority, high authority, you can uh, use uh, platforms, for example, like Moz to write uh, an article on Moz and uh, to get uh, traffic on this article and get results for your agency. Can you tell more about finding the right strategy? For for, for keyword research specifically? Yeah, yeah. Uh, for keyword research and we can uh, cover uh, cross-marketing channels as well. Sure, yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you, I haven't done SEO in like seven years. Um, so, mm -hmm. I mean, I rely on my team to do, for, for me, I don't do the marketing anymore, right? I just, I do the strategy and more importantly, I, I work with people to make sure that they mm -hmm. have everything that they need to get stuff done. So when it comes to doing keyword research, um, I don't think it's overly complicated. Personally, I think people want to overcomplicate it, um, use tools, know what people are searching for. Um, mm -hmm. and I again, rely on my amazing people and team to, to handle that mm -hmm. stuff for us. But unfortunately I don't think we can get too much help there on the specifics of keyword research. Um, 
when it comes to, again, cross-channel stuff, uh, again, I think that people overcomplicate things by, or they, the biggest mistake that I see when it comes to cross-channel is content repurposing. So what I mean by that is mm-hmm. somebody creates, let's say you do like a 60 minute webinar, right? Let's say you're an agency who works with attorneys. You do a 60 minute webinar on how to get more clients for attorneys, right? You then take that webinar, you put it on YouTube. Great, fine. Um, you take that webinar and you run Facebook ads to it to try and get opt-ins, right? Great, cool. But then what people want to do is they want to, and this is, I think, misconstrued from somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk is they take that webinar and they'll like cut it up and, and repurpose it across channels. They'll like cut that webinar into a 60 second clip and put it on Instagram or Twitter uh, or LinkedIn. And it doesn't work, right? People call that cross cross channel marketing, but it's not, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a little bit lazy and it, it's just not effective, right? People are not on Instagram <laughs> to see mm-hmm. your webinar. They just don't, it's just not what people are using Instagram for. So the biggest mistake people make there when it comes to strategy is thinking that platform cross channel platforms are the same when they require their own individualized understanding. Right. And again, this, this goes back to like the customer, how are your customers using Twitter? Right. Um, are they using it to engage in communities? Are they using it to promote their content? You know, again, I, look, I always look at the SEO space because because we do so much good for SEO communities. And Twitter is not a place where people are going to watch like any sort of video. I've tested it, right? So like your Twitter strategy has to be much different if you want to effectively use Twitter, which our customers are there. So we have to. Your Twitter strategy has to be much different than any of your other strategy. And that's for everything too. I mean, that's the same for TikTok, right? Like people want to take like i don't know whatever and put it on TikTok, but like no TikTok has its own style of content creation that you have to understand or you're never going to be successful there and i think it goes the same with search too with, with organic search you know we do audits for at our agency we see people blogging quote unquote but like they're just regurgitating content or they like took a youtube video and embedded in and then you know put some timestamps like that's not content that google wants to rank because that's not how people are using google like they're not using Google to go to your website to see a freaking 60 minute YouTube video. It's not. So when it comes to content repurposing and getting the most, I call content the glue between channels because that piece of content is ultimately what ties together all of your platforms and all your channels, right? But you have to understand how to contextualize that content for platforms. So instead of just, um, and again, like I'm not saying that you can't use the context of that webinar. So if we go back to that webinar, right? How to get clients for attorneys, right? very powerful piece of content there and you want to be able to use that but like for example you take the 60 minute webinar and then you write it into a full blog post boom you post on your blog now you've got something that you can you can attack for organic search uh you then take um the subheadings right maybe like tip number one is um I don't know, like optimize your Google business profile, right? You can take that and then turn that into its own sub piece of content, specifically filmed vertically, specifically filmed for 60 seconds for TikTok for YouTube shorts, right? Um, Then you can turn that into like a series of posts for LinkedIn organically, right? And like written properly for LinkedIn format, like some copywriting, some hooks, um, you know, a little bit of intrigue, not just like, so what I'm saying here is that like the concept of taking the same topic and repurposing it is good. That's not broken, but what's broken in people's strategy 
is that they want to take that one piece of content and repurpose it as opposed to repurposing the topic and contextualizing it for platforms. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, you mentioned a few times about Gary Vaynerchuk, and I think if something works for him, it doesn't mean it works for everyone, because uh, he has uh, a huge audience everywhere, he built this audience, he earned this audience, and uh, I remember when I started to do the same that Gary V uh, does, and uh, I failed to get results, for example, I repurposed content to, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere, and got like five followers a day, a hundred views, not more. And uh, then I changed my priorities to pay attention to LinkedIn where uh, I can get more customers, uh, clients. And after that, I got like 200 uh, followers a day, 10,000 views. So uh, I got that it's like, it's not about uh, repurposing for the sake of having it. You need to engage with the audience. You need to promote your content. You need to spend time there uh, to build relationships. So uh, that way it works. If you have a team who can handle the process on Instagram, Twitter, uh, other places, if it's not only about sharing, it's more about engaging with others, building relationships. So yeah, at that point it works. Gary B has this team. He started on Twitter as well. He spent time like seven years on Twitter, uh, on YouTube. So after that, he grew to other channels. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Can you tell more about um, uh, creating the right content? Because, uh, for example, uh, uh, people on social media, as you mentioned, on Twitter, it's hard to sell. Yeah, or uh, yeah. on TikTok, you can't sell for B2B. Uh, how to consider uh, buying mood on social media because people uh, have no buying mood, they are not ready to buy, but you can change this mood, you know, uh, for example, to uh, share value, uh, to give a strong reason, you know, for example, to buy your uh, products. Can you tell more about, uh, I don't know, to analyze customers on social media, specific social media and create uh, content for them? Yeah, so you're so sorry, the question was how do you create content for social media? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, again, I think it depends on the platform. I also think it depends greatly on who you are. And what I mean by mm -hmm. that is like, I think social media requires a lot of self-awareness because mm -hmm. I think it, the only way to stand out in these platforms, especially the more mature ones like Instagram is to authentically kind of be yourself and find out what your own little unique value is that you can offer. And for me, I don't use Instagram. I deleted it off my phone completely. I, it's, it doesn't lend to who I am as a person. It just doesn't. Mm -hmm. I don't like the content there. I don't like creating for it. And I found it to be a complete waste of my time. That's self-awareness in a nutshell, right? So instead of going on there and trying to be somebody who I'm not, which is like, you know, again, I love Gary Vee. I'm not picking on him, but like being like Gary Vee, who's like always got his phone in his face. Like that's not me. It'll never be. That's not going to be me because it's, it's, it, it's disingenuous, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And because of that, I have found other ways to grow my business. So I still use Instagram ads. They make me a ton of money, but like, you're never going to see me like taking a picture of my food and posting it. It's just not who I am. Right. And I'm not, mm -hmm. if that is who you are, then embrace that. You know, I wish I was like that. I wish I was more extroverted. I wish, um, I was able to create more because I know for a fact I would be making probably twice the amount of money I make if I use social media properly. <laughs> right. But at the same time, it's not who I am and it's not in my nature to do those types of things. So Instagram is kind of out for me. Right. Um, mm -hmm. but I do use YouTube. YouTube is a huge platform for me, huge platform because I am very good at creating 15 to 25 minute videos that are very good at educating people. Um, in a way that's also not overly boring, right? It's not like a school class, right? I'm 
I'm very good at educating people in certain ways. So YouTube has, has done very well for me, right? Um, and that's something that I'm comfortable doing. I'm comfortable filming videos. Uh, I'm comfortable uh, talking about business stuff per se uh, in, a, in, a, in a different setting, right? So YouTube is something that's lent very well for me. So where I'm going with this is that like, you have to understand who you are. Um, there's certain things that you want to push yourself to do, right? Uh, but at the same time, if it, to me, like, if it makes you super uncomfortable, then don't do it. There's plenty of platforms out there with plenty of attention that you can take over, exploit. Twitter is a good example of one. LinkedIn is a great example of one right now. Like, you don't really have to be an overly social media savvy person to be there, but you do have to be a good writer, a good copywriter, right? So that's something that you can push yourself to learn a little bit more about in terms of understanding the format that plays there a little bit better. Um, LinkedIn is another platform that crushes it. I do think LinkedIn is already on its decline just because of the amount of garbage that's on there. <laughs> um, <laughs> but there will be other networks that pop up too. Um, TikTok, I do think is a good opportunity for people just because I see it as the next coming of Instagram. I think in five years, it will be what Instagram is over the past couple of years. Um, but again, the content that you have to create there, you can't just post a picture with some filters there. You know, there's a lot higher barriers, barriers to entry about the type of content that people want to see on TikTok. And that takes time to understand it. Um, so I think there's two sides of this coin, right? I think when you're a little bit more mature in your career like I am, you can make the decision to not do something, right? Because I have a team, I'm very good at advertising. Um, I don't necessarily need to use certain platforms and that's a personal choice of mine. But I do think if you're beginning, right, and you're struggling, then you have to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, right? If, if I was getting started all over again today, if I lost my businesses, my, if my wife left me and I had to get started from, home, from zero, then yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have my phone in my fucking face like an idiot all the time, you know, just because that that's that's what it takes to be successful in this world. Fortunately, unfortunately, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, so I think that again, that level of self-awareness, knowing not only who you are, but where you are, and understanding that sometimes you do have to do things that are a little bit outside of what you what you might be comfortable with. But I still think that you can self-select because if you're not a comfortable writer, then I would encourage you to learn how to write and be take up blogging and take up LinkedIn, you know, uh, and even Twitter, like Twitter is another like short kind of blogging platform that you can use, you know. Um, but if you're and if you're not good on video, again, I would encourage you to work on it because uh, it's another medium that is incredibly powerful. It's literally built like, like YouTube has been a tremendously impactful. I mean, video in general, you know, at the end of the day, the blueprint training, which generates a lot of income for me, is essentially just training videos <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, that people are willing to pay a lot of money for um, because of the value that they that they inherently have for folks. So, you know, again, I think it starts with a little bit of self-awareness. I think it start, it, it bleeds into um, what you're comfortable with. And then again, too, is like just kind of finding a platform that works for you and understanding the rules and the nuances of that platform because you're not going to change the platform. You're not going to change like you're not going to get on TikTok and be like, oh, I don't do these videos, so I'm going to do this. Like, no, the, the algorithm dictates what type of content you have to create. Same thing on LinkedIn, same thing on Twitter, same thing on YouTube. Like there's there's nuances and there's rules to the content that I have to create on YouTube in terms of how long it is, the cadence that I use, uh, the hooks that I use, the content that I create, the clickbait in it. You know, there's little things in there that I don't necessarily love, but that's just part of the game, you know? Um, so you can't you can't jam your own way down these platforms throats. And if it's really uncomfortable for you, 
then I would suggest finding another platform, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so valuable. Yeah, I agree with that completely about that, especially uh, you mentioned about being yourself, uh, for example, uh, about strong sites. I remember when one of my clients uh, told me video gets high engagement according to a few studies. Okay, it gets, but uh, are you good with that? Can you film uh, high quality videos, valuable videos? Can you create the same videos if you are good with writing? So, yeah just write you know because it's your strong side you can get high engagement with that and uh, uh, i agree that you don't need to limit yourself uh, for example uh, on tiktok i know that uh, dancing video might get high engagement uh, singing but if you can't dance or sing you you can create content for your audience to be yourself you know don't try to uh, copy others uh, to get the same engagement can you tell more about um Covering a buying journey, for example, if I create content for TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, how do I know that content uh, will sell or create brand awareness or anything else that are related with my customer's journey? Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, beforehand, you don't know unless you've been doing it for long enough, like I have to, to kind of know the nuances again of the platform. The data tells you, you know, like these platforms are very honest <laughs> in terms mm -hmm. of in terms of letting you know, it's very easy to understand what drives engagement, what people are looking for. And there's data that you can use ahead of time, like on YouTube, if you want to like do some cute research and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, you know, I have a good feel for, I literally just filmed a, a video about uh, for SEO for attorneys, because mm -hmm. I, know that, I know that it's going to do well, not necessarily, I don't think it's going to pick up a ton of organic views on YouTube. Um, but I do know in terms of our general funnel and ecosystem, it's going to drive a ton of leads for our agency, like a ton of leads for our agency. Um, and I know that not just because of the title, because the title is whatever, but of how I structured it, right? Because I've done this so many times, time in, time out. Um, again, for me, my sweet spot, the type of content that I create the best is 15 to 25 minute videos that just tackle a subject and they just give, give, give as much value as I possibly can, right? Um, and a lot of that comes from research, you know, like before I film a video, I'll go on YouTube and I'll like look up the videos that are there um, and I'll do my own critique. I'll, I'll take pieces that I like, right, in terms of, you know, their their actual content. And then I'll also find the gaps, right, because to me, you know, every piece of content that I have to create that I create has to be better than than what's already out there. Otherwise, it's just not going to get that much attention. So, you know, again, as you're first getting started, you just got to do it <laughs> and mm -hmm. you know let the data tell you what's working what people are wanting what they want to see and over time you know you just pick up a knack you pick up a knack for it you know mm -hmm. can you tell about finding these gaps uh, for example uh, i see two strategies the first strategy from gary v post as maximum as possible forget about uh, uh, quality think more about quantity because you can improve quality step by step if you uh, film post uh, all the time uh, uh, other content creators can tell no you need to create value think more about value to provide value as maximum as possible so two different strategies i think uh, both works well so it depends on your uh, strong size can you tell about gaps because you mentioned that you need to find gaps uh, for example uh, i like the strategy because i don't want to create content that we already have uh, high quality content it's hard to compete with others but how to find these gaps on social media <sighs> I think uh, 
like a just being active on those networks you know being a consumer mm -hmm. first and understanding what people are creating um and then i find like it's tough too right because the my style of creating i do i, I create I don't like build a list of topics and then create. I can't really do that, right? I, I I create the content based on what I'm currently doing. That's the easiest way for me to create. So um, again, like if you go to my YouTube channel and go through my latest videos, you can kind of see what my focus is on. Like but the past couple of videos have been mainly about Facebook ads because the past two or so months, that's been what, um, you know, the primary focus of, of what I've been spending my day-to-day -day time on is, right? Um, so for me, it's partially looking at creators that I like and seeing what they're doing and seeing what's picking up engagement for them. Two is also some, you know, some topics that might be trending that I might be seeing on my Twitter feed, um, you know, or what have you, right. In terms of a little bit more clickbaiting in terms of interest. Um, and then three is just do, talking about what I'm doing, because again, for me, I, I, I can't do things that are unnatural to me. You know, I can't do things mm -hmm. that are outside yeah. of my character and personality. So like, I don't have a problem with people dancing on TikTok and Instagram. I really don't, but like, it's just not me, you know, that's, you yeah. know, that's cool. And like, it works because innately people love watching people dance. I guess it's like part of human evolution. I don't <laughs> know. Um, but it's just, I can't do it, man. It's just, it's just not for me. Um, but again, there's no judgment for people that do it because I wish I had the personality type that would do it and didn't give a fuck about doing it because I'd be doing it. Um, so you know it's it's kind of a combination of those three things it's it's just being very attentive and in, in being i think mm -hmm. a watcher and a consumer first um and mm -hmm. internalizing that and then figuring out how you can find your own voice you know mm -hmm. yeah got it uh, can you tell uh what marketers uh today don't need to do uh because of obsolete or it doesn't work or uh you can see it's gene so generic it doesn't provide any results from your experience good question i think everything works i really do like I, I think every tactic out there works i mean i would say like the things that really don't work to me are going to be like what i call out-of-home advertising like bus bench ads billboards like the only way that that types type of stuff works for me is when you're a brand that's scaling nationally and reach and awareness is your number and just like retention brand retention is your is your top goal because you've already exploited social media you've already exploited seo you've already exploited paid traffic off and digitally you know um but you know i think everything works i think it's just people's strategies that don't work like mm -hmm. he does work on TikTok. it just probably doesn't work for you if you try like i've tried it before too it didn't really work for me but i also had to adjust my understanding of what the platform was for which was not to pick up direct customers but to really build a platform for myself and grow into it in the coming years for when I do think it will be better for acquisition, you know, um, pay traffic is another one. Like I, man, the amount of people in SEO too. I mean, the amount of companies that come to us and they're like, yeah, like we might want your help, but like we've tried it before in the past and it doesn't work. I'm like, yo, like Google drives on billions of dollars of business every single day. It's just not going to your business because your strategy sucks, you know, um, yeah. you didn't execute it properly, you know, and that's not a, that's not a jab. That's just a fact. And same thing with paid traffic and Facebook. Like, again, I talk a lot about, I'm, I'm viewed in the SEO community, right? So a lot of people that consume my content are SEOs. And I talk a lot about Facebook ads and the amount of comments that I get from people are like, oh, Facebook ads don't work. It's like, no, they fucking work. Like, you just, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like you, you didn't do that, right, you know? Um, 
it's 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 not it's never it's what I'm saying like it's never about the platform. It's always about you and your strategy and your failure to connect with your customers, right? And understanding what actually drives people to take action based on the, the messaging that you're putting forth. So everything works. I mean, if you spend enough time yeah. on everything, you know, like it works. It's just it, people are people, you know. And I think companies that don't get marketing right fail to understand people at the core of it. And I mean that it's not cliche, but like, you know, humans are not overly complicated, especially when you look at how people behave on the internet at scale, there's easy trends to pick up, <laughs> you know, and there's easy, <laughs> there's easy things to say. And like, you know, we'll sit here and throw stones at stuff like clickbait stupid. It's like, yeah, it is stupid, but it works. And it works because of how we're wired as human beings, you know, um, like there's a certain level, there's th certain things inside of us that have driven us as human beings evolutionary for the last 50,000 years that are just true that we can't break in those things. If you understand what they are, helps you a lot in marketing. Um, and I think a lot of companies just want to go out there and speak about themselves. They want to use social media and like post about themselves. They want to run ads that are commercials for themselves and they don't understand. They fundamentally can't understand that people don't give a shit about their business. <laughs> and they just don't, you know, like people are, people are self-motivated. They're self-interested. Like nobody wants to go on Instagram and like see your business. They just don't, you have to understand how to meet them where they are. You have to understand how to understand who they are and what they care about and then use your business to facilitate helping them in some sort of way, you know, understand yeah. what the problems are. Um, not just, we do this and we do this and we're the greatest. It's like, nobody gives a fuck, bro. Like they don't, they don't care. That's why your marketing sucks. You know, like you just, you're too selfish. <clears throat> yeah. yeah you, you remind me PewDiePie and Mr. Beast, by the way. Mr. Beast posted content uh, yeah. over uh, an year and half and got only first thousand subscribers. Yeah. Uh, he he loves what he does. Uh, so yeah, he did. Uh, he, he has over a hundred million subscribers right now. PewDiePie posted a uh, hundred videos to get two hundred eighty-five subscribers, and yeah. today he has over a hundred million subscribers. It's more yeah. about perseverance and love what you do. So if you uh, believe that you can achieve results, if you love it, so why not just be patient with getting results? Because I don't know how to get quick results today. Probably in paid marketing, if you have great products, if you can set up uh, marketing campaigns, but with organic reach, it takes time. It, any platforms. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, I have the question. Uh, can you tell, for example, uh, let's imagine you started from scratch without any experience, knowledge, skills. What would you do today to learn more about marketing? Just use YouTube, man. I mean, there's there's no substitute for doing, for experience, you know, anything. I, I think that you there's so much information on YouTube. I would like stay off of the TikToks and Instagrams because I think they tend to be a little bit more like flashy in terms of like hacks, like, and I don't say this in a bad way, but like drop shipping, you know, or like Amazon businesses, like, you know, <laughs> some people make a lot of money for them, but most people don't, you know? So I think that, you know, the advice that I always give people is like, don't learn a business model, learn a skill, right? Like mm -hmm. don't learn Amazon FBA don't learn drop shipping like what you should be doing is learning the mechanisms that drive the success of those things and the reason for that is because a you'll be more successful in the endeavor that you choose to undertake and b people will pay you to help them with their problems you know like to me service businesses um you know when i something that always helps me sleep at night is if 
my three companies go to zero, you know, I, I will be, my family will be okay because I have a skill that people are willing to pay for, you know? Um, and that's something that I've sharpened day after day after day for the last 13 years, you know? Um, so I think a is like learn a skill and like apply that skill to a business model, you know, whether that's drop shipping or FBA or blogging or affiliate or whatever. And through that process, you're going to learn a lot. Um, and you know, I think part of that is going to be learning which content you should consume, which content you should stay away, but it's all part of the process, man. Like people are always looking for shortcuts and it's like, I went through that too, man. The amount of bullshit that I had to sift through to get good information. Um, it was a lot, <laughs> you know, it's part mm -hmm. of the process, you know, there are no shortcuts, you know, you can hire a, a coach or a consultant, but like, there's a lot of bullshit coaches and consultants out there too. You know, like you're going to spend a lot of money on stuff that isn't going to work and kind of to your point, like you just have to keep going forward. You know, the only way out is forward. So, um, but the best thing to do is just do it. Like don't sit around and just consume, 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 like, and get ideas about stuff. Like do it. Like you want to build an, like you want to, like get income, like go build a website and figure it out, you know, like fail your way forward. It's super cliche, but yeah, it's cliche because it's true, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> do it and like figure it out, like stop asking questions to everyone and just do it. Like it's not, it, I mean, it's, it's hard for a reason, you know, like it's supposed to be hard. If it was easy, then everyone would do it, you know, but if it's hard, it's a good sign. That means that you can actually make money there and that like there's something that's going to pay off just like everything in life. Nothing in life is easy, you know, nothing. Yeah. You know. I, I, I think, you know, uh, failing only brings a new experience, nothing else, because uh, you mentioned a few times you, business can go to the zero. And I got this experience two times after the Ukrainian revolution when I lost all my business, you know, uh, this, uh, the second time after uh, the world crisis that destroyed financial company in Ukraine, when Ukrainian government decided to disallow all banking loans and even more than zero, I got uh, debts, uh, the average 3000 average salaries in Ukraine, you know, uh, so I spent two five years working hard to get them back, you know, so I think uh, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of failure you have, you can learn from them to get experience and go ahead because if you have two hands, two legs, it's more than enough, you know, <laughs> to overcome all other obstacles because health is more important. Yeah, uh, Ryan, it's, it's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Yeah, just Ryan Stewart, you just uh, YouTube and um, Twitter, probably two best places. Okay, guys, you can find all these links in the description below. Listen us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again for your time. You know, a big pleasure. Uh, uh, I think everyone needs to follow your channel, uh, subscribe to your YouTube, because I usually get insights from you. I uh, meet your content online. It's not only about your channels. You, you are so super active with that. Okay, guys, thanks for watching and listening to us.